What's up, everybody? We're back again with another episode of TD Takes with TJ Warner. And on this week's episode, it's it's Friday before week two of college football. We're going to be doing some week two predictions, the top five games of the week. We did that last week. We did okay, okay in the picks. We had some we had some surprises. We had some surprises for sure. But the five games that we're going to be picking this week, Alabama-Texas, game number one. South Carolina-Arkansas, game two. Tennessee at Pittsburgh, game three. Then we got Kentucky at Florida. And then we have Baylor at BYU. So there's a good slate of games this week. Good slate of games. We're going to start off with the Alabama-Texas game. The line for that game is 20 points towards Alabama. Obviously, people don't really think it's going to be close, but it's at Texas. There's a lot of new faces that Texas can start put together an offense that can compete against that Alabama defense. At the end of the day, I don't really think so, no matter what you do. I think Texas has a lot of good weapons. They have Bijan Robinson. They have Xavier Worthy. Quinn Ewer is the new face at quarterback. Can they put something together? Maybe. But can their defense hold off Bryce Young and Jermaine Burton and Jameer Gibbs and all those guys that Alabama just has on the offensive side, too? The roster, talent-wise, is so deep for Alabama this year. I just don't know if anyone can compete with them outside of, like, Georgia and maybe Ohio State, and maybe throwing a Clemson down the road. Down the road, Clemson might be a little bit different than what we saw week one. Talent-wise, I think those are the only teams that can compete with them. And if they, if they, if Alabama has a bad game, yes, Texas can compete with them. If Texas plays lights-out football, I think that's very possible. But is it going to happen? I, I, don't, I don't really think so. I, I'm taking Alabama over this one, and I'm taking them big. I, I really am. I don't think this one's going to be that close. I mean, you might see it close in the first quarter. and But t- by the time half com- halftime comes around, especially the start of the third quarter, it, it's going to start getting out of proportion. Bryce Young's just going to blow this game up really quick. And Nick Saban's going to get another win under the column under his under his uh, other coaching staff since start coach for him the year before. So I'm taking Alabama over Texas in week two, game one of my predictions. Next up, we have South Carolina at Arkansas. And everyone's saying, South Carolina, watch out. This might be a trap game for them. This might be a trap game for them. Well, Arkansas didn't look great against Cincinnati, in my opinion. That That's just me. I, I don't think Cincinnati's a top 25 team. I really don't. I think K.J. Jefferson ran the ball effectively when he needed to, but he got a little bit banged up. I don't think that Arkansas defense, I don't trust them as much as I thought I did. I really don't. On South Carolina, on the defensive side of the ball, they looked shaky at the beginning against Georgia State. They didn't look too great either. I, I These are two teams I expected to be a little bit better, especially week one, but I, I understand it's a lot of new faces at certain positions, and you got you got to get your feet back under you. Spencer Rattler's new, learning a new scheme with Shane Beamer. He's got a lot of new pieces there too. you got, got to get your feet under you. I understand that. I understand that. So maybe week two, they'll turn around. If you're a South Carolina fan, you saw two block punts for a touchdown last week against Georgia State. You're hoping you can really turn this game around, special teams as well. Because if Arkansas is able to run the ball effectively, especially with KJ Jefferson as well, this this game could could get ugly. Because I don't know if I exactly trust Spencer Rattler's decision-making just yet, even under Shane Beamer's scheme. I don't know if I trust Spencer Rattler and the de- certain decisions that he makes during during the game. It just kind of throws me for a loop sometimes. Like, why did you throw that ball? Or wh- wh- what are you seeing in that situation? And I, I just I don't understand that that part of his game yet i don't know maybe maybe he turns around against arkansas it's a they're ranked 16 this week in the ap poll he's trying to prove himself if, if spencer rattler plays a great game he's thrown into thrown into possible 
I guess, top 10 Heisman candidates. I wouldn't say a for real Heisman contender, but he's thrown up there maybe almost to the list type thing. If he has a great game against Arkansas and they go into Fayetteville and upset him. But I, I'm still trusting KJ Jefferson because he's got the experience at his team and he does have the better team, I feel like, around him. Maybe not as good of a defense as South Carolina might have, but I trust his defense enough to slow down Spencer Rattler and get some couple turnovers that KJ Jefferson will need. And they just can continue to chew clock and run the clock out and run the ball like they like to with Sam Pittman's offense. I'm taking Arkansas over South Carolina. So, two games. Alabama over Texas, Arkansas over South Carolina. And we get to the third game. This third game's a lot a lot more intriguing than the first two, I think. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee wants redemption last year for what Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison did to him in Knoxville. Will they get redemption? That's a different story. Keaton Slavis, he looked he looked good in week one. He threw for 308 yards, 16 for 24. Pitt, Pitt already came out and said that they're not going to throw the ball as nearly as much as they did last year, and we saw that week one. We definitely saw that week one, but I think they need to trust Keaton Slavis a lot more in this game, especially if they can get the ground game running and throw play action off of that. I think that's going to be dangerous for Pitt. Do I think Pitt's the 17th ranked team in the in the nation, though? I do not. After I've seen West Virginia compete with them, after West Virginia really had that game in the bag, and then the receiver that was playing great for West Virginia just had a ball go through his hands, and it was a pick six because of it. I don't I don't really know if I I think Pitt's the better team here talent wise. I trust Hendon Hooker in the Josh Heupel offense. I really do. I think that's going to be a fast paced offense. I think Pitt's going to need to really slow the ball down when they have the offense, though, so their defense can get some rest. If Pitt can control the clock and stuff, I think they have a really good chance. But even at their home stadium, I'm taking Tennessee and Hennon Hooker. I think they looked great against Ball State. I mean, at the end of the day, it is Ball State. I understand that. Pitt played West Virginia. That's a completely different matchup. I trust Josh Heupel and what he's going to do based off of that Pitt-West Virginia game, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. I really trust how Josh Heupel and Hennon Hooker is going to adjust to their game plan because of that. And I, th- I think Tennessee does come out on top. They start out 2-0 this year. I think they get a great win at Pitt. At Pitt, so, uh, that that makes a difference. That's that's what really got me going back and forth. I know Tennessee's favored by six points this game. I think they're going to cover that, though. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. So not throwing, trying to throw out uh, little, little side bets, but if, if you're going to put money on that game, I would take Tennessee to cover the spread. So game number four we have up here. Probably one of the most intriguing games. We have three ranked matchups this this week. The, the last two games here on the list are definitely the most two intriguing, no doubt about it. This one could definitely be the best, best game of the week. It's Kentucky at Florida in the Swamp again. The Swamp hosts two straight big games to start off the year. They, they host seventh-ranked Utah week one, and we all know how that went. And then they play 20th-ranked Kentucky week two. Florida shot out of a cannon. They went from unranked to 12th in the AP poll. I mean, in the TD takes poll, they're not in the top 15. They're lurking just outside. But if obviously if they win against Kentucky, they're going to jump up in very high up into that top 15 for sure. What do I think is going to happen out of this? I think it's going to be a great quarterback duel. I think it's going to be Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. But after watching Florida week one, who is, who is the Florida leading rusher, you might ask? Well, I can tell you, it's Anthony Richardson. He had 11 carries for 106 yards and three touchdowns on the ground with his legs. Is Kentucky going to let that happen? Heck no. They're going to be spying him all game long. If, if you're smart, you're spying him because he's making stuff happen with his legs. 
and Utah just for for some reason didn't have the speed to cover sideline to sideline. This is different. This is SEC type speed. Kentucky's going to have the speed. They're going to have the mindset. If they slow down Anthony Richardson with his legs, they're going to have a chance in this ball game. And I think they're very well going to do that. I think Will Levis is going to do a great job this game too. In the swamp, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. But he went 21 of 32 last week for 303 yards and three touchdowns. I know it was against Miami, Ohio. I understand that. But I really trust Will Levis in this situation. I think he's going to prove all the preseason hype he got about being an NFL draft prospect. I don't think he's I mean, I don't think he's a top 5 NFL draft prospect maybe, but I think he might prove that to people that he can be. He's got the ability to be, especially getting a big win this weekend in the swamp. I'm taking the Kentucky Wildcats over the Florida Gators. Some people that I know closely are going to be be mad at that pick, but I'm taking Kentucky over Florida this week in the swamp. I don't know if Florida can go back-to-back. Some people are saying it's a fluke. I don't really think it's a fluke. I think Florida's a lot better than what I anticipated they were. They definitely shocked me winning week one, even though Utah had a chance to win it late in the game. They definitely shocked me. I still think Kentucky is going to come out on top here. I don't. I think this game's going to be close, though. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to blow them out of the water by any means. I think they're going to – it's going to be an ugly, fought-out game for sure. But I think Kentucky's going to come on top. And I think Will Levis is going to be a big reason for that. And that defense slowing down Anthony Richardson will be a big reason for that as well. This last game we got, probably my favorite game of the week. Even though some people down the south won't think so because it's not SEC games. Baylor at BYU. BYU's a team I'm really high on. And both of these teams are in my top 15. Both of them. They're, they're in the TD Takes top 15. So we'll see exactly where this one goes. BYU is currently favored by three points in this game. They have a great quarterback in Hall. They have a great running back in Brooks. Baylor's got a great quarterback in Shapin, though. Going back and forth, I thought I thought Bohannon looked great for him last year, and then they brought in Blake Shapin, and he looked great against all. I mean, again, again, it's Albany, not even an FBS opponent. But we don't really know exactly what we see week one against opponents like that. We at the end of the day, we really don't. Baylor looked great. Don't get me wrong. BYU looked great. Don't get me wrong. Week one, but who have they? Who did they really play? They they didn't play great opponents either of them. So do we really know what team we're going to get on the field? I trust the older veteran team and the team that's at home this week. BYU brings back so much, so much talent from last year. If you look at Bill Connolly's list, remember I brought that up over the summer a lot. BYU was like third on on the FBS teams with how much depth and percentage of the the team they brought back last year. So I, I really trust I really trust BYU in the situation just because it's early in the season still. There's going to be people making a lot of mistakes early in the season. But BYU's got the got the veteran leadership that I like in this situation. It's early It's because, again, it's early in the season. I don't know if Baylor with all these new faces, because Baylor was one of the worst teams on that list. I don't know if Baylor with all these new faces are going to have it all figured out. I know they look great 69-10 to 10 against Albany. But are they going to have it all figured out to play at BYU, the 21st ranked BYU Cougars in Provo? Are they going to Are they going to do that week two? They're their top ten team. They they can prove it. They can definitely prove themselves if they blow out BYU somehow, some way. Baylor's going to jump up big time in my rankings because that's not at all what I'm expecting. I think it's going to be a close fought out game. I think BYU's going to edge it out at the very end. I like BYU in this situation, but no disrespect to Baylor. I think Baylor's a great team. I think Baylor's going to compete for the Big 12 this year. I think it's them and Oklahoma, and if 
somehow Texas looks good this week too. Maybe you can throw Texas into that list. But I think it's for sure Baylor and Oklahoma this year and the Big 12 as of right now. But I'm still taking BYU over Baylor this week. But those are my top five games of the week. I took BYU over Baylor. I took Kentucky over Florida. I took Tennessee over Pitt. I took Arkansas over South Carolina. And I took Alabama over Texas, which is... I threw them in there as a top five, even though the, even though the line's 20, 20 points. College game day's there. Big noon kickoff's there. Every, everyone's there for that game because it's two historic programs. But those are the top five games of the week. Those are TD Takes games of the week. We'll see how I do this week. Hopefully hopefully we go 5 and 0. Last week we didn't go 5 and 0. We went 4 and 1. We want we want to go 5 and 0. Utah Utah kind of messed us up on that. Utah over Florida. Pick that. Florida Utah had a chance to win at the end but didn't. Florida came out on top. Definitely definitely should have uh seen seen a closer game. I I, I thought Utah was going to handle business, but they they were not ready for that that action in the swamp. Had Florida a top five game again this week. I went against them again. Hopefully Florida doesn't ruin my 5-0 streak again this week. So we're going to be hoping for that. But that is all for this episode of TD Takes with TJ Warner. We had week two predictions. And we're going to be having another episode here in a couple days. So be on the lookout for that. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Be staying tuned for what's what's to come with this, this podcast. With TD Takes with TJ Warner. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day.